Stand by, Rutherford County. The WGNS Action Line continues a search for truth. Right now that time, 816. Today we have guests from MTSU. Starting out with our first guest, Bobby Lusher, Executive Director of the Professional Laboratory Experiences in the MTSU College of Education. Bobby, good morning to you. Uh, good morning to you. So tell us a little bit about what you do every day, because that sounds like an interesting job. <laughs> well, uh, it's a very busy job, I can tell you that. Um Basically, it, we're all about student teaching, which uh, now we call Residency 2. Uh, we have a residency program in our College of Education where our future teachers spend uh, one semester, uh, half of their time out into the schools, at least a minimum of two days per week. And then uh, their capstone event that last semester is what we used to call student teaching and now residency too, and it's every day, all day out in the schools. Um, so basically I work with the residency two program, uh, also with admission to teacher ed with our younger students uh, who are coming into our program with partnerships. Um, so I just do anything that the dean needs me to do. Well, now I remember when I was younger and we had student teachers in our classrooms and that was within the Murfreesboro City Schools and later the county schools. But do you still do both county and city schools here locally? Oh, absolutely. Um, I tell you what, if we didn't have Rutherford County and Murfreesboro uh, schools to work with, um, they are such a viable part of our program uh, being our local school systems. Um, they have been so willing to work with us and um, it's a testament I think to the collaboration that we have with them for the success of our program. You know over the last few months it's been totally different within the schools because you have distance learning going on and that has really totally changed everything given teachers twice as much to do and basically teaching two totally separate classes in some <laughs> cases so how has that worked out? Well, you are correct. It, ha it has been in most unusual times. And um, the two words that I keep telling our teacher candidates is flexibility and perseverance. Uh, and we have truly had to be flexible um, through this whole pandemic because it has affected the uh, delivery of instruction for our teacher candidates. And, you know, we tend to fear the unknown. And when we turned them out into the classroom, there was a lot of unknowns. Uh, especially how am I going to be teaching the students in the classroom? Will it be virtual, hybrid, or in-person? And, and what they have found out is that it could be all three because it has just uh, been ever-changing. Uh, one week you may be hybrid, the next week you may be 100% virtual, and then uh, students may return to the classroom the next week. So they've truly had to be flexible and we have worked with an incredible group of mentor teachers out in our school buildings uh, to support our teacher candidates um, because it, it was new for everybody. So there, it was a big learning curve for all of us. You know, the one cool thing about all of this, and not that COVID's cool, but the one thing that kind of came along with it is I think future teachers are getting a glimpse of what could be you know, implemented in our schools in the future for things like snow days or when there's other sicknesses that come along. You know, th this is going to be, the technology is going to stick with us. 
Absolutely. And I think hearing some of the comments from our teacher candidates, um, you know, they're with mentor teachers who have been in those classrooms for many years. And so I think our newer teacher candidates are bringing more technology knowledge to the classroom um, to, to support the students in different uh, modalities of instruction. So uh, I think you're exactly correct. We don't have to be in a classroom full of children for learning to take place. Again, we're talking with Bobby Lusher with MTSU, Executive Director of Professional Laboratory Experiences in the College of Education. And you guys have developed some, I guess, tools to help out not only students of MTSU, but really students at our local schools as well through the whole COVID thing. Tell us about some of the specialized resources that have come into play. Well, we're always trying to support our teacher candidates and we look at this as a win-win-win situation. It's a win for our student teachers when they go into the classroom because they're working with a seasoned teacher. And we want it to be a win for that mentor teacher because now they have another adult in the, in the classroom to support the learning of the students. But most of all, it needs to be a win for those students sitting in the classroom. Uh, so we work with our teacher candidates, provide them resources that hopefully will support them and their learning of how they need to be able to teach and support their skill development. And a couple of the, the things that we have used, um, one is called Atlas. And Atlas is a um, video library of nationally board certified teachers. And it is aligned to EdTPA. EdTPA is a required portfolio licensure assessment for any teacher in the state of Tennessee who is seeking uh, a teaching license. And um, it is, it's a great, it's exemplar for them to watch teachers in action uh, so that they can um, strengthen their skills and, and develop their knowledge. Uh, another one is resource that we use is called EEPASS. And EEPASS was created by the National Institute for Effectiveness of Teaching. And um, it is the parent of the state evaluation model that we use for all teachers, uh, in-service teachers and pre-service teachers, and it's called TEAM, uh, which is every teacher in the state of Tennessee is, is assessed and evaluated by the TEAM model. So one of our goals is that our student teachers will leave us with a real deep understanding of what it is they need to know and be able to do when they walk into that classroom on day one. And I think our um, the data that we receive really supports what we're doing because once our teachers are employed in the school system, we're learning that 97% of them are scoring three or above on their team evaluations. And three is considered, uh, the state says a rock solid teacher, and then four and five are the upper levels of that. So we're very pleased that we do have resources that support them and their requirements as they're completing their uh, student teaching. You know, when you think of MTSU, and this has long been true, there's two things that have always stood out to me, and I think MTSU has always been known for, that is bringing up teachers, teaching teachers how to teach, and then I hear a lot about, of course, the nursing programs there, but education is huge in teaching educators who are going to be, you know, in the classroom teaching our kids in the future, and this is long been the case at MTSU, but what I'm getting at here, uh, MTSU, they 
out of what, 33 traditional elementary programs and more than 1,100 that are evaluated, most of these earn an A grade. What does this mean? This is according to, I believe, the teacher prep review that was released in 2020. But this A grade, what, is, what does this mean, not only for those in Rutherford County, but far beyond? Well, uh, this is a rating that the NCTQ uh, does uh, on an annual basis, and they look at different aspects of teacher preparation programs. And um, one of the aspects that they looked at this year or this past year was the student teaching program for elementary majors. And they have a variety of areas that they look, look at, like uh, classroom management, uh, literacy. Um, but this particular grade was specific to elementary teachers and their clinical experience. And some of the things that, that they looked at um, was to make this a meaningful experience for aspiring teachers. Um, they look at the qualifications of our mentor teachers that we're using out into the, to the school. They look at the length of our student teaching. Uh, they look at programs that require a minimum of 10 weeks of student teaching. Our program is 16 weeks. Uh, they, one of the other criteria that they look at is did we give uh, written feedback to our teacher candidates? And, and the answer to that is absolutely. Um, our teacher candidates typically go through nine formal evaluations during the semester. Uh, both by their mentor teacher out in the schools and by the university supervisor assigned to them. And, of course, we use the team evaluation model for those observations because it's what's required in our state. So they look at different aspects of the program. Um, so you can really tell it's really based on your partnership uh, with your school partners because this is something that you can't achieve by yourself. Um, you know, if we... We certainly could not achieve that had we not had the partnership that we have with our school with our school partners. As we close this first segment this morning, I've got to ask because I've heard a lot of talk about over the years, there's been fairly low turnover among teachers because you'll hear about teachers who are, you know, typically teaching for 20, 30, even 40 years in some cases. But the problem is, when those teachers retire, they're retiring in big groups, big numbers. You know, the ones who've been there for 30 years are retiring all close to the same period of time. So are we training enough new teachers to come in, or are we going to have a problem in the future? Well, to tell you the truth, we have a problem now. Uh, our state of Tennessee is experiencing a huge teacher shortage right now. Uh, we just are not turning out the numbers that we need uh, to provide our our schools with effective teachers. Um, we are really ramping up our recruitment of uh, candidates for our program. And again, that relies on our partnership as well with our school partners. Um, and I think the pandemic has really affected this as well. We've, a lot of teachers have decided to retire um, because it is a different world right now. I think they're concerned about safety uh, and they're concerned about uh, having to learn a lot of new ways of doing what they used to do. And so um, we need good teachers in our state. And so by working together, I think we'll be able uh, to bring more fo folks into the program. We certainly hope so. Um, but uh, we need to provide our schools with the best teachers possible. 
Definitely so. Our guest this morning, Bobby Lusher with MTSU, Executive Director of the Professional Laboratory Experiences in the MTSU College of Education. Bobby, thank you for joining us. Oh, thank you for having me. And yeah, I'd like to make one point. Sure. You do know that MTSU was founded as a teacher's college. So we hold that uh, close to our heart and hope that we'll be able to continue uh, in the vein of that and make MTSU proud. Absolutely. Uh, Bobby, thank you again for being on the air with us and hope to have you on the air again soon. Thank you so much for having me. Time right now is 8.28. You're tuned in to WGNS on this Monday morning, the 16th of November. Stay with us. We have more news coming up and more guests from MTSU. Again, the time, 8.28. A check on the weather right now. Skies become mostly sunny here this afternoon, high around 60 degrees. Northwest winds of 5 to 10 miles per hour. Tonight, mostly clear and a low near 36. I'm meteorologist Jennifer Wojcicki on News Radio WGNS. Currently, it's 34. This is Sean Brown at Tire World on Broad Street. Did you know we specialize in commercial and fleet business? We're equipped to handle all of your company's automotive needs. Download our Tire World app today for free oil changes and electronic coupons. Come by today for all of your automotive needs. Online at tireworld.us. As cold and flu season approaches, one of the best things that you can do to give somebody who is sick is a quart of Demas's chicken and rice soup. This is Peter Demas with Demas Family of Restaurants. This soup is my grandmother's recipe, and we have used this soup in order to help our family whenever we are sick. Just gives us a good comfort feeling. One of the things that you can also do is you can now ship that soup anywhere across the United States, and you can order that soup online at demasfamilykitchen.com. If I could talk to the animals. Hi, this is Amanda from Animal City. I wanted to go ahead and invite your family to come do business with my family. We are excited to announce that our fall fragrance pet odor exterminating candles are here. If you have not experienced these, you should stop in and check them out. We are open for in-store shopping and also happy to offer curbside delivery if that's your preference. Thank you to our customers for allowing us to serve you for 30 years. Animal City, 919 Northwest Broad Street. Listen live to WGNS Radio on our website, and Alexa, or Google devices. Search WGNS Radio for on-demand podcasts in iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, and Stitcher. Plus, we have direct links to podcasts at WGNSRadio.com. The Action Line on FM 100.5, 101.9, AM 1450, and WGNSRadio.com. We're Rutherford County's place to talk. Time right now, 8.30. You're tuned in to WGNS on this Monday morning. Our next guest from MTSU is Dr. Vincent Windrow. A lot of you have called him Pastor Windrow over the years. How are you this morning? I am doing very well. Thank you so very much for having me this morning. Glad to have you. And you are the Associate Vice Provost for Student Success. And, you know, that is the perfect job for you because you're always such a, a motivating person, I think. Oh, that's that's very kind. All all of us, all of us need cheering up. As a matter of fact, one of my fondest compliments: a guy walked out of church one day and looked at me and said, "Man, Pastor, you could cheer up a rock." I said, "Well, thank you very much." <laughs> hadn't been told that before, but I, I, I it stuck with me. So, what what do you do at MTSU? What what does this mean? Student success. What's what's the goal? Sure. I, 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 along with my other colleagues in the Office of Student Success and, in fact, across the campus, what, what we do is we, 
we develop, design, implement, and measure all of our student success initiatives, programs, interventions. And it, it, and it, and it comes from MTSU being a student-centered institution. And so we, 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 we try to place the student. Our aim is to place the student at the center of the institution so that all, all of our resources, directly or indirectly, they go towards trying to help that student succeed, graduate, and then, and then have uh, a good career. You know, years ago, it seemed like folks would go to college, they'd be there for four years, and then move out into the real world, get a job. But nowadays, it's almost as if there are not only tons of opportunities outside of school, but there's tons of things that can distract students. And when that distraction comes, some students drop out. So I guess the university and and you have helped put together some strategic priorities in order to help make sure students graduate and figure out ways to help them graduate. Sure. You know, it's easier to hold them up than it is to catch them as they fall, right? And so uh, uh, MTSU, since since its establishment back in 1911, it's been focused on student success. But what we saw in recent history was a great takeoff in our results in terms of uh, students coming back from one semester to the next and from one year to the next and progressing progressing as they moved through the institution and then graduating. And so it, it, it really started with the quest for student success one. And that that helped us from twenty thirteen through twenty sixteen. And and so it had it, it had programs and interventions like campus wide tutoring. Up until that point we had no campus wide tutoring. There was tutoring but it was tutoring in specific departments. For example, biology had tutoring. But the campus itself did not have a coordinated effort regarding tutoring and encouraging all students to uh, access that resource, right? Uh, MTSU hired almost 50 academic advisors, paired those academic advisors with data analytics to make sure that we had that, that everyday uh, direction of resources towards helping those students uh, move through the university, and so all all of that we have we had five uh, five major priorities then, and now just recently we have adopted five more. Now we have Quest 2025, which which really takes uh, the institution to the next level, right? And so and and, and that's coming off of a record uh, freshman retention rate of 78, 78.4%, which rivals anyone else in this area and beyond. And so on, on that success, uh, Quest 2025 is, is here, and we're excited about it. You know, when I look at WGNS demographics, our key listener is in the age bracket of 35 to 55, which is a pretty wide range of ages, but the thing is... When you narrow it down to those who are, let's say, 40 to 45, when they attended college, the Internet was just really born. And so a lot of them did not experience all the distractions that come along with the Internet and social media and so forth. But those who are 35 to 40, they do know more about those distractions. But the thing that I also look at is that those who are 
40, 45 years old. They have kids who are now attending college for the first time as freshmen, as sophomore, and they're seeing firsthand the differences in college life, you know, for them versus today, and it is quite different. It's a whole new world, I think. I, 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 went to, I graduated from MTSU, met Stacy, my wife, at MTSU. We have a senior there at MTSU, and it's a whole new world. And, and, and I think sometimes we, instead of seeing the Internet and, and its vast resources as, as something good, I think, yeah, I think sometimes uh, uh, those resources and the, and the Internet they, they can become a major distraction. I mean, everything is at our, our children's fingertips, right? And so, yes, there can be games, but there also can be, uh, they also can use Google for their class assignments. You know, they're online now. And, and so it's, it's really saying, hey, this is what this can be used for. I know you've been using, uh, uh, using it for this, but let's see, see it as a resource rather than as a distraction. With us this morning, Dr. Vincent Windrow, Associate Vice Provost for Student Success. And I got to tell you just a quick little story. We had someone come to us seeking to advertise with the station, and uh, we looked deeper into what it was they were advertising, and then it turned out, you know what, this, they are advertising uh, the service of writing papers for college students, and, and I said to them, you, you know, we, we can't we can't advertise this. It's just, it's wrong. You, you know, you, you can't say, I'm going to write this paper for a student for this fee. Right. Because it's, it's just flat out wrong. But that's one of those things that kids are up against. That's one of those things that's being marketed to college students. Oh, absolutely. I'm talking about every day, not just every other day, every day, every moment of the day. Our students and students everywhere are inundated with the temptation to to cheat, to have someone someone write a paper for them, uh, and 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 talk about a distraction. That's that's a distraction. But what we try to what we try to encourage our students is it's dishonest. That's dishonest, and it's a shortcut, right? And and rarely do we gain what we need to gain, what we need to learn when we take these shortcuts. There is something. Uh, that build not just does it build our academic strength, but there's something about uh, making our way through something, fighting our way through something, persevering our way through something that 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 gives us this character boost, right? And then we have the benefit of having accomplished something. But if but if you hand it something all the time, or or you take a shortcut on something all the time, if you allow or pay someone else to do your work, then you don't gain the long-lasting benefit. Yeah, you may get away with it. You may get a B on that paper. You may get out of that course. But what you don't get out of that course is those uh, learning objectives that were contained in the course. And so everyone misses out, right? It, but, but, you know, if I could pay, what, someone $45, $50, $60 to write a 10-page paper for me, I can go do what I really want to do. While, while they write that paper, I turn it in, and voila, no one knows. Well, perhaps no one knows, but, but at the same time, you are shortchanging yourself when you take that type of shortcut, I think. You know, and it all comes down to today and today's times in society. We're one of those societies that want it right now. We want to be able to just knock it out, do it right then, 
and be done with it. And I think it's hard for the younger generation to understand while college is great, it's fun, it is a short-term struggle, but it equals long-term success in a major way if you just stick it out. And so I'm sure it's harder today to keep students actually in school and on track. Absolutely. So, so, so again, not only are they inundated with those temptations, but the world is so much bigger now. Right when I, I'm from Murfreesboro, so when I attended MTSU, you know I had people on campus, I had people off campus, but the world still was relatively small. But it, the world is so wide open now, and there's so many, there's so much innovation and creativity. And then a great number of our students not only go to class, but they work 25, 30, 35 hours a week. And then that that limits, in their mind, their ability, in my mind, too, their ability to concentrate on schoolwork. It, 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 can, it can be said that for every hour that you're in class, you need five hours. And some people say three hours. So let's just say for every hour you're in class, you need three to five hours to go over that work. Not so that it's on the top of your brain, but that it settles inside of you. If you're able to bring out what you brought in at the right time, whether it's a part of a discussion, whether it's on a quiz or writing an essay or taking a test or an exam, all of those things. And, and, and so our students' time is crunched with, one, classwork, class, uh, homework, uh, and, and extracurricular activities and work. And what happens with that working scenario, sir, is that they develop a lifestyle based on the paycheck that they get, and then they have to maintain that lifestyle. And sometimes they'll choose work over school because of the lifestyle that they've established by working while in school. And so it, it, it can be a vicious cycle. Dr. Vincent Windrow with us this morning, Associate Vice Provost for Student Success at MTSU. And I was reading some of these additional goals that MTSU is focusing on, and and one of them is launching new undergraduate and graduate degrees that meet market demand specifically for Tennessee. And that's got to be tough, trying to figure out what it is that MTSU has to focus on in the future. Absolutely, but it is part of our focus to focus on those types of opportunities because even now they are around us. If we, if we consider uh, the music industry uh, up in Nashville, I mean, it is, it is a hopscotch from us. And so uh, uh, by hiring uh, uh, Beverly Keel as the uh, dean of, of our communications, of our uh, uh, media entertainment college who has a direct who has a history of having a direct link to to the music industry i think was was a huge decision on the part of uh provost mark burns and and dr mcphee uh so it's it's seeing where things are now and being able to project where they will be right and developing designing and implementing and then marketing uh those uh degrees right so so what we know is Music is hot, so our our music business is 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 hot. Technology is hot. I was just at a board of trustees meeting last week, and my, uh, our provost Mark Burns introduced a, a another degree to fit the needs not only of now, 
but to try to capture what's going to take place in the future. Is it, is it in the uh, medical field? Is it in the technology field? And so MTSU, uh, in order, not in order to just survive, but in order to thrive, MTSU has fortunately taken on the onus of identifying those uh, degrees, those programs, that will really position our students to become successful professionals and not just successful students. Again, Dr. Vincent Windrow with us with MTSU this morning, and we have to kind of wrap up this segment because we have more guests from MTSU. But as we close this segment, Dr. Windrow, what are some things that you would say to parents out there who are about to see their students become freshmen at MTSU or any college for that matter? Well, well, I, I would uh, congratulate those parents in, in helping to position their students, encouraging their positions, creating, creating an environment where learning is important. And as they send those students off, uh, I, would be, uh, I would be careful to remind them that they can do hard things. And, 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 and university work, school is, is not 13th grade. It's different. There'll, there'll be different expectations, different requirements. Right, a different level of discipline that will be needed as they enter uh, on any campus, and 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 really to rely on what they already know as building blocks. Take the time not just to go to class, but to be participatory in class, to 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 develop a relationship with their professor is incredibly important. To to uh, to attend advisor meetings with their academic advisor, all of those things, man, and to enjoy themselves. But, but to have the enjoyment be a reward after they, they do their work <laughs> and not have it on the front end. Some of us, have, we put what we enjoy on the front end, and, and then we rarely get to what, what we need to accomplish. Sounds great. Again, Dr. Vincent Windrow from MTSU with us this morning. Thank you so much for joining us. And by the way, everything you know that we were talking about, like Quest 2020 or Quest 2025, I've got links to it that are going to be posted on our website with this audio so folks can go back and learn even more. Thank you so very much for having me. Thank you. Time right now, 846. You're tuned in to WGNS on this Monday morning. More news and more guests coming up on WGNS. The Action Line on FM 100.5, 101.9, AM 1450, and WGNSradio.com. We're Rutherford County's Place to Talk. Precision Air knows you want the air inside your home as safe and clean as possible. Clean the air in your home with an affordable UV system, reducing microorganisms including bacteria, viruses, and allergens. Call Precision Air, 615-930-0088. That's 615-930-0088. First Class Sales and Service in Smyrna is reminding you not to wait on that next car repair job. As a matter of fact, if you're a teacher or first responder, there are special discounts available to you on your next job. Stop by First Class Sales and Service in Smyrna. That's First Class Sales and Service in Smyrna. First National Bank of Murfreesboro is growing to serve you better. Hi, I'm Shelly Rigsby, and in mid-November, our name changes to Capstar Bank. Our staff will be the same, but we'll be able to do so much more. First National Bank of Murfreesboro will soon become Capstar, a full-service bank with a small-town feel. We believe in keeping our personal relationships. First National Bank of Murfreesboro, soon Capstar, member FDIC. 
Good morning. Traffic still holding up right now here on 24 and through the Hickory Hollow area towards Nashville. Watch your speed. We've seen some radar out here this morning. It's still busy out here. Sections of last Cassius Pike right now and also inbound on 41. Hey, if you're looking to buy or sell a home, call Tony and Nikisha Tate, the Tate team. They are the best. Call them today at 554-9795. I'm Commander Chuck. You're on time traffic. The Action Line on FM 100.5, 101.9, AM 1450, and WGNSRadio.com. We're Rutherford County's place to talk. Right now that time, 8.48, you're tuned in to WGNS. And on the air with us now and in studio, Dr. Don McCormick, Associate Dean in the MTSU College of Graduate Studies, and Sarah Hendricks, Strategic Communications Manager for the college. Those are both big titles, but what do those mean anyway? <laughs> Break it down for us. Uh, whoever wants to go first. So I guess starting with uh, Don, uh, graduate studies. So w- what are we looking at there? Yeah, so the way that our university is organized is we have colleges, um, but the graduate side of those programs, the graduate college helps people with admissions and helps people learn about programs and helps with uh, the faculty and curriculum development and those kinds of things. Um, So we have our own staff that really is uh, poised to meet those demands within the university and outside of the university. So these are all the master's programs and then uh, eventually PhD programs for some folks, uh, mm-hmm. but yes. covers a lot. Yes, yes. So it's pretty much covers almost every discipline across the university, uh, which means that we have a lot to offer um, almost anyone who's interested in graduate studies. And then Sarah, Sarah Hendricks with us this morning, uh, strategic communications manager for the college. What, what, that's, that's a lot right there. <laughs> I say the biggest element in my job is helping students de- determine what graduate program is the right fit for them. Um, so if a student calls our office or emails and says, hey, I'm interested in going to graduate school, but I don't know what to do it in, uh, this is my background, I can work with students from that point on to decide what programs they might want to explore and give an overview of MTSU as well. So how has COVID-19 changed all of this and how you work with students? Um, The way that we're working with students now is they are open. We are open for students to come to our office. And so uh, whether they want to email, call or come in person, we're willing to work with students that way as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and even even when we had a quarantine for a while at our university, we all worked together to make sure that we served our applicants and our students the very best that we possibly could. So if, if we were to go into something like that again, we would continue to do that. So people should always know that we're open to help them in any way that we possibly can. How hard has it been because you really have some semesters cut short because of COVID-19? I think this this semester, what students end after Thanksgiving and that they, they take their final exams and everything and then that's it. And then next semester comes up. So that's got to be hard. It, you know, as far as the length of the semester, um, it's not changed, you know, significantly. Um, uh, I think it might be maybe a few days shorter, but um, I think the way students are taking classes is a bit different. Uh, graduate classes tend to be more online anyway and so I think our students have adapted well to the changes that the semester has you know kind of required just to follow COVID regulations. Yeah and I think too with a graduate students in general at our university they get a lot of care from the faculty mm-hmm. and I think that that gives us sort of our students here at MTSU a, a 
a, a step ahead, I think, of what they would have at maybe many other institutions. You know, the interesting thing about graduate students, you're working with those who, you know, some have their own kids and, and you know, they're have a regular job nine to five job but then they're also fitting in school because they're wanting to you know get to that next level uh, of where they work so i mean you're dealing with a totally different student for a big part of the day it sounds like mm-hmm. yeah our students you know wear many different hats um we work from students with students who are you know from 22 to 82 mm-hmm. um i think that's you know, one of the uh, big advantages of a graduate school environment at MTSU is that students can come and take, you know, just one class. Um, you can, you know, pursue, pursue a full degree or look at certificate options. And so we're, you know, we work with students who are in a you know, variety of phases of their life and we're willing to work with them to make the best fit. So are you having to do a whole lot more counseling than, let's say, I don't know, if you look back 15, 20 years, is a whole lot more counseling having to be done in order to get somebody on the right track to decide what direction they want to head? Yeah, so I think graduate school in general has changed. Um, and now uh, a lot of people who are in professions need that master's degree or certificate or maybe even just a few classes in order to sort of upgrade their skills. Um, with technology and things like that, we have, we ha- I think it's, it just goes faster and faster, it seems like. And so we offer very high expertise with our faculty. And so students can come here and they can get that depth pretty quickly. So for example, we have a certificate in data sciences and it's very popular. We fill the next semester on almost before we open up the applications. Uh, and it's, 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 a, it's something that I think is in high demand at this point in time. And unlike like Google and Amazon, they uh, create these programs for people to be able to take these short classes, but they don't get the level of depth that they get at a university setting. And I think that a lot of people are realizing that it's a really good step for them to take and that we're here for them as they progress through their careers. Traditionally, it seems like master's programs have taken about two years to complete. Is that still the case? That's still the case. Uh, Most of our master's degrees programs are from 33 to 36 hours. There are exceptions to that. There are programs that require an internship or a practicum experience. But uh, with a 36-hour degree program, you can typically complete in four semesters if you're going full-time. Are we seeing a lot of brand-new master's programs that we haven't seen before? Um, We have some new ones coming up. For example, we have an art therapy program, which will start in the fall. Um, It's very exciting because there's no other master's program in art therapy in our entire region of states. Uh, And this is something that has become very important as people deal with with psychological issues and things like that, and has opened up the doors for a lot of people in ways that I think wasn't really accessible before. Um, So we have some things that are coming up. Uh, We're continuously looking at our curriculum and our faculty are very creative and, and following markets and things like that and designing programs that are that are uh, very beneficial for our potential students. You know, when you look at the, the medical field, as medicine is more advanced, as doctors learn more about the human brain, it does open up a whole lot of new windows and, you know, ways for people to go in whatever direction to help alongside doctors out there in the medical field. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes, and I, I think also the 
not only sort of direct, but also other things. Like I was talking about data science and things like that, where we find that people in lots of fields need a little bit of skills here and there. And so that can be something that's very important too. Now I'm reading here, it says, uh, you guys are up 150% in spring 2021 applications. Uh, uh, so 150% increase in potential students. I, I, that's wild to even imagine because of the pandemic that's been going on but you're still up that much yeah i think um one reason for the growth um is that we are interacting with a lot of people in the workforce who are looking to either reskill or retool in order to um, make themselves more competitive either within their current profession or to look to move to a different type of career um so we found that, you know, a great privilege to be able to serve the people in our region in that way um, to help them move on to their next best opportunity. And then up 200% in admitted students compared to the same day last year? <laughs> that's right. <laughs> so how can MTSU be growing that much? Because that's when you hear those kind of numbers, I don't think people understand that or even probably don't even know that. I mean, I don't think the general person out there on the street realizes how fast the university is growing here in Murfreesboro. Mm -hmm. So part of our mission as the college is to connect people with the opportunities in our institution. And I think that we have really started to focus on that. And we're what we're doing is we're sort of matchmakers. You know, we're bringing we're bringing potential students to uh, faculty in these programs and letting them talk together and, and helping facilitate that. Um, so I think people are able to connect much more easily than they ever have before and maybe that makes grad school a little bit less intimidating for people who might be like I want to do it but I'm not sure that's I'm not sure I can do it it's been a long time since I've been in school and what we're trying to do is to make that easier for people to make that jump I, I think the unique thing for graduate students is their relationship with their professors is quite different from an undergrad student. In other words, some of them are actually the same age as the professor in graduate school, but yet that relationship is more of a relationship where they can go to the professor and say, you know, hey, here's a problem I'm working with and I don't quite understand it. And of course you could do this as an undergrad, but the difference is it's like they're more of a friend leading them on this journey to become better at whatever field they're in. Mm -hmm. I think we definitely see that at MTSU, um, and also our, you know, our most of our program directors or coordinators um, will also serve as advisors to students, like you're talking about, kind of walking hand in hand with a student to help uh, figure out their best route and of classes to take each semester. Um, and our, you know, any prospective students, so anybody looking to go back to graduate school can actually contact these directors before they even get admitted to see if the program might be a good fit for them. We actually only have one minute left here. <laughs> but with us this morning, Dr. Don McCormick, Associate Dean in the MTSU College of Graduate Studies, and Sarah Hendricks, Strategic Communications Manager for the college. If anybody has any questions or if they're thinking about maybe entering into the graduate program, what do they need to do first? Um, they're more than welcome to contact our office, uh, Graduate Studies. Um, they can also contact me directly at sarah.hendricks at mtsu.edu. So even if a student got their undergrad degree, let's say in 1980, mm -hmm. they can still come back and further and, and you know get that master's degree next, even if it was 
from that long ago that they got the undergrad. Oh, absolutely. We work with students at a wide range of ages, and we'd be glad to help them in that transition. Sounds good. And we'll post some links as well whenever we post the audio this morning. But thank you very much both for joining us. Thank you. Thank you. Time right now, 8.59, a quick check on the forecast. Then CBS News and local news come your way next. Skies become mostly sunny here this afternoon, high around 60 degrees. Northwest winds at 5 to 10 miles per hour. Tonight, mostly clear and a low near 36. I'm meteorologist Jennifer Wojcicki on News Radio WGNS. Currently, it's 34.